What are we going to do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People stop and think about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did, then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Are you just going to sit there and let them burn? This is Chris from Don't Let Them Burn. Welcome to our program. This is Don't Let Them Burn presents Paranormal Shift. This is the show where we basically break down things about the paranormal. Anything dealing with demons or otherworldly activities. We're not chasing ghosts. We're not chasing demons. We're shifting your thought about the paranormal. If you've had sleep paralysis or any type of demonic oppression, the Bible has answers. And today, we're going to talk about some interesting subjects that are going to deal with museums, haunted museums, and yoga, and all the stuff that's very popular today. So this is episode two. We have Letitia, we have Ikea, and we have Nikita sitting with me, basically a roundtable discussions about these interesting topics. Hey, Letitia, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Chris. How are you? I'm doing great. Let's get into our first topic. Okay, cool. This is exciting because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. And um, something we were talking about for a while when the place first opened up, and that was Zach's museum, Honda Museum. Yeah. Zach Vagans, guys, if you don't know who that is, um, paranormal investigator. Um, he uh, acquired a business building here in Las Vegas. It was built in uh, 1938, and it was a prominent, big-time business I don't know what it was exactly, but it was a big business. Anyway, in 1970, um, there was rumors that were to be known that they held dark rituals. Okay, there was known around Las Vegas. It closed down in like uh, the late 80s. So Zach Vegans bought this building. So now he has like over 30 rooms and the rooms acquire uh, the divot box, um, the Peggy the doll. Uh, he even has a cauldron of Ed Gaines where Ed Gaines used to boil the skin and all that and make, you know, mm -hmm. what he used to make. So, I mean, this is pretty extensive stuff, really charged stuff. And what I mean by charged stuff, I mean stuff that uh, people have been known to go here and to be followed back home with some type of demonic. What you can say is like charged items, char charged objects mm -hmm. that demons objects. follow. These evil spirits, these foul spirits that are named in the Bible, follow these ancient objects or um, things that are, have incantations over them through witchcraft or um, some sort of ritual. And, you know, once you get into the mystery schools, you find out that there are a lot of these items and uh, from even Buddhism to um, Hinduism and a lot of other religions, they have these items. Even in Mexico, they have, I think it's the patron of death or something like that, the, the female death goddess or whatever it is. And this is the goddess over MS-13, and they, they basically have a bunch of these figurines selling in Mexico and other places. So you could put it in your house and you have shrines or whatever. So that's basically what she's trying to say here. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Took the words right out of my mouth. Um, what's so interesting about the divot box, why I think it's interesting, is um, first the divot box is, is a Jewish 
what is the word? Um, it's a wine cabinet. Mm -hmm. But it's been known to when uh, somebody that passed away, their spirit supposedly supposedly goes inside this box and you are to keep it closed and to keep it put away. Um, that's that's been going on since however back, long, however long it goes long, back long time, a long way. OK, so um, but he has Zach has it into like his glass case. Now, it's been known to start things up has uh, been known to cause shadow figures leaving the room out of the room. Um, if you go and do the research yourself on it, um, uh, the movie Possession, the Possession that came out, I think was in 2000, 2012. 2012. The divot box was was made about was about that. So it's pretty heavy stuff. Or oh, the movie was made about the divot box. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what it, what it was based on. Yeah. And uh, I don't recommend you go watch it. Watch it, but you, as you see, Hollywood draws a lot of influence from uh, these folk tales or urban legends, urban legends yeah. and so forth. So just take play, take heed of that if you're out there. And if you're a Christian and you're watching these horror movies, be careful because you can open the door for oppression. I'm not talking about possession, just oppression. Right. Okay. And what's so crazy about it, you know, Zach even witnessed a, a black cloak figure pass through the exhibit and uh, the door closed during a private tour. And that was from a number of different people. So I just think, you know, once again, just hitting on this stuff that I think as a, the society today is just taking this stuff and it's, it's fun to people. But I just think people need to understand the dangers of this stuff. It's really, it's nothing right. to really play with, you know what I mean? Yeah, because society has been kind of trained towards the dark arts. And it's always kind of been there, but now it's becoming mainstream. Um, and we're getting pulled towards it through card games and movies, video games, and so forth. But here we're talking about in a, a daily setting, people go into these haunted ma mansions or haunted museums, and they go and they, they want to experience fear. Right. And fear is just another door for demonic oppression. Exactly. Uh, or possession, mm -hmm. depending on the person. And you want to be careful out there with this stuff. You know, a lot of you might just think of it as fun, but when you, you look on the internet, you look up the articles about people getting possessed because of this, that, and the other, it links back to some of this. Exactly. There, he also has the the chair, the propofol chair of Michael Jackson's death room. He has the actual chair uh -huh. where Michael Jackson used to get his injections. <laughs> and also Dr. Kevorkian's van. Oh, okay. And if anybody remembers the Demon House, I don't know if you guys heard about that a few years back with the the family back in, uh, what was in St. Louis, uh, where the children, the CPS was called on the children because of them falling and sleeping class, the bruises and the scars. Well, these children were being attacked and the CPS workers came to the household and these kids, one of the kids, the, the young boy, literally went backwards up the wall. Mm -hmm. The CPS worker ran out the house. Um, making a long story short, the family was being oppressed. And it was a big thing up to the the head fire chief all the way down to the the sheriff of the town. And they were also followed home. So, I mean, these things that Zach Bagan has brought into his museum are things that have a history to it. So, yeah. once again, this isn't like a, 
a Ringley Brothers were going to pay you ten dollars and walk through and have somebody jump out with a mask right. and this, a sheet. Yeah, this isn't this, this isn't your local carnival. <laughs> no, not at all. And no. at the same time, they sign waivers. Tell us about the waivers. Oh, the waivers are very extensive. If you have any type of heart condition, any type of condition, medical condition, you are to sign a waiver. And this is a like I said, an extensive waiver. You got to give your ID and everything, stating that you know I'm okay with this. Anything happens to me, it's it's my fault. Because what can happen to you when you go into these rooms, um, especially the Peggy doll room, it's been told when you go in there that it's the doll can bring a heaviness on your chest. There's been people that have been known to run out mm-hmm. because they can't breathe or they feel dizzy. And that's just something uh, it's, I don't know. I'm not cool with it. Uh, yeah. it's, it's scary. Anybody else want to chime in? Okay. This is Ikea chiming in. And I think that um, with, the divot box and spiritually charged items, there's also, uh, especially in the new age with the crystals and the practice of yoga and uh, tarot cards oh, yeah. and having these like sage and all these other things that are like charged in demonic ways for spirits to possess you or to come in or oppress you in a way so i think uh to like lay claim to you pretty much you know yeah or even with sage to burning of sage to make the room more home like just to cast out anything which i feel um it's just sorcery and it's not uh you said it (laughs) sorcery right (laughs) now now tell us why you have this information in your head uh well i used to practice uh yoga a couple years ago well not even a couple years ago i've been practicing yoga for years and um i would claim this testimony of like yoga saved my life and uh just to get other people to come on board with this um practice that i had no idea was a cult and i had no idea that i was opening myself up to these portals and to these the vulnerability of it all that especially if you don't know what you're doing and i practice religiously or faithfully for a year and i was just very receptive and open to attacks and i would get attacked and i would have these overwhelming feelings of anxiety or like panic attacks and i would get um these surges of anger that would come over me like out of nowhere and i wouldn't know exactly where it would come from and then usually it would happen all the time after I would practice. Every time after I would practice, I would get into some kind of altercation with a family member or um, a loved one or anyone, and it would just come over me, and I wouldn't know. And it would come over me in like the most like sadistic way. It would happen right after, and I would like close my practice, and I would feel this wave of energy. And um, and yoga is called prana, and you would want to be open and uh this one guy would be like yeah breathe in that prana let out that prana and it's this Hmm. energy that would just come over me and i could feel it at the bottom of my feet and it would just come up up my spine and i would feel sometimes i wouldn't even be anger i would feel like bliss i would call it like um I would feel high, like I would get high off of this and I would feel like, oh, and then I would get attacked. And Mm. I was just very open and I was very vulnerable and I didn't necessarily know what I was doing, but I had um, crystals and I would do like the alignments with the chakras and I would align my crystals on my desk. And it would, I would, in my head, I'm making 
my energy um that's what i would call it my energy like pure my sake my sacred place it was like a sacred place for me like mm. the practice of yoga so the burning of incense and uh, making sure my crystals are clean and cleansing my crystals and burning sage before i practice or after i practice or even on sundays i would do like this huge cleaning when i would scrub the floors and burn the sage in each corners and at the time i didn't know that um the practice I was practicing something of demonic I really thought that it was something of like God of something of holiness and that's how you get deceived and that's Satan he's the the biggest deceiver yes, he so. is. He father is. of lies for those out there that are practicing Christian yoga you've just heard a testimony from somebody that's a Christian that was practicing this stuff not knowing that they're being a Hindu and yes. they had to come out of that to the real light of Jesus Christ, not the Christ consciousness or all these right. fake Christ that are out there. Right. This is really demonic. It's from the world of Hinduism and it goes off into Buddhism and other things to include martial arts. Right. So I would say, not, I wouldn't even say be careful. Don't practice it. Don't. Yeah, just don't even practice. Exactly. Like, don't even like open yourself up to that because, right. and with that even being said, like, uh, it's because it's like no one's safe. Like you, you would think it would just affect you, you know, but it affects everyone that's around you. That's right. Like, and yes. it affects your loved it's ones feeding, as well. Yeah, it it's feeds, yeah, it feeds. It's it like it grabs onto your shoulders and yes. it sucks you and it wants to suck up everything that's around you as well. Right. Like even when I would, um, I would literally think it was like God. I would literally think, well, thank you, Jesus. Like, and then it got to a point where I was getting out of it, where I would say, well, I'm not doing it for, um, I'm doing it for, I'm doing it for God. Like when I would close my hands and I wouldn't say like namaste or anything like that. When I would close, I would be like, oh, well, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and I wouldn't realize what I'm doing wow. because of like something, it was just for me. So it would have to make sense. It was like a selfish thing because obviously it's not of God, because if it was of God, I wouldn't be getting attacked how I was like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. The aspects of what you're saying is here, you didn't get possessed. And not everyone gets possessed like automatically or anything like that. But since you're aligning with the, with those deities, they would love to come inside of you and take control of everything that you're doing, including your mind, probably push your consciousness, consciousness to the side to create havoc. This is something important because a Christian cannot be possessed, nope. but they can be oppressed. And this is what we're seeing. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there, some that are probably listening that say, oh, every Christian has a demon or, you know, whatever, and you need deliverance. No, no, no. The Bible doesn't preach that and or teach it. And so guess what? We have to understand that if we open these doors as Christians through horror movies, through fear, through drugs, any of these things, including yoga, which is Hinduism, they can't be separated. You go to any um, guru, which guru means teacher or God man. Okay, they're uh, they're trying to be ascended masters, so they will tell you that Hinduism and yoga cannot be separated. You can't separate the two. It's not just an exercise. And uh, who else are you going to listen to? Uh, right. A person that's a novice or the God man, the teacher. Mm -hmm. Just right. saying. Can I bring some scripture into this? Um, 
because so many people are seeking, you know, mediums and their spiritual guides and uh, doing yoga, trying to connect with their inner self. Uh, Revelation 21 verses 8 says, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexual immoral, those who practice magic arts, idolaters, and all liars will be consigned to a fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is a second death. Also in Leviticus, you can find a lot of scriptures on mediums and spiritualism. Um, Leviticus 20, verse 27, a man or a woman who is a medium or a spiritist among you must be put to death. You are to stone them. Their blood would be on their own heads. So God doesn't take this lightly. I yeah. mean, there's so many other things that we can go into. There's so many more scriptures, but yeah. God does not take this lightly. You are... To put a little context to it, God was putting these laws in and telling the Israelites how to be separate from the other nations. They weren't supposed to take part in any of this stuff. Um, and so when we become Christians, we should be getting rid of all of these things that we used to practice. It's just, you, if you go into the church of um, Ephesus, when there was con conversion there, they, they would bring out their books and all the trinkets and everything and burn them. And the, the amount of stuff they burned was worth millions in today's dollars. So there we have it in the Bible where we don't keep these things around, yes. the charged objects or the, the learning materials and all this stuff. We get rid of it. Yeah, and that's right, because um, I had to get rid of all my books. I had books of uh, like chakra alignments and astrology books. And in my astrology, I had a really huge, like maybe like over like, I want to say a thousand pages. And um, it was, it, it talked about Aleister Crowley. It actually had pictures of him and it, like his, like a whole section of him. It talks about... Um, it just covered a lot of like uh, things and it was just all in this astrology book, like in just one book. So I had to rip it apart. I burned it. I burned my um, my rocks. So I put everything and I just I burned it like and I feel like the you burning it. It's so that no one else would practice exactly. or, right. or is going to catch on to some, right. or like pick up something that they don't necessarily know. So you have to destroy yeah them. you don't bring it to the pawn shop i remember yeah. the text i got she sent me a text and then i sent the text to you chris mm -hmm. remember, oh, she got rid of her stuff i got rid of everything <laughs> i burned everything i had like i had just bought like another like bushel because i was so like into the stage i would buy it all the time like by the the handfuls and i would just burn and i would where burn did you get it. this at the uh, smoke shops smoke actually shop. yeah and they were like really cheap for like three bucks yeah. like you know they got it actually they got it in um claire's i don't know if you guys claire's in the mall they got they got sage in the wow. in claire's okay mm -hmm. i used to go to claire's and get my earrings and my bracelets now i can get some sage you know <laughs> think about that too within the stores i feel like that also becomes like a trend for uh, or an aesthetic if you will, like some hippy dippy kind of culture, or like you know, with the rocks and the um, sage and the um, like. I feel like it just goes back to you just being lost and not knowing what exactly you are picking up and what exactly you're practicing. So let me ask you a question: What got you into all of this spiritual practice? Because were you drifting away from? Had you drifted away from God? What lured you in? Um, yeah, I would say I, I definitely did drift away from God. I've been raised, um, I was raised Baptist Christian. And um, when I got around like 15, I started rebelling against God. I just didn't, I personally, I 
weren't I was not in the Bible. I was just around a lot of uh, testimonies and around a lot of like holy people. So I personally didn't have the the thirst for the Lord. It was just something that was always around me. And when I was like around 14, 15, and I just, I became very rebellious against God and rebellious against um, congregation and being in church. And I just didn't want to do it anymore. It's just been something that's always been a part of my life. So I just wanted to walk on my own path and just do my own thing. And uh, I've just been, I was hearing about yoga and literally I just went on YouTube one day and I did a video and I just loved how it made me feel. And it just became like, well, you could feel this way too. And um, it just, it was just something that I just, I loved it from like the first moment I like experienced it and I just grabbed onto me, but you know, the, whatever the spirit that was in it latched onto me. So I wanted to share it with others and I wanted to do it with other people and do it in my house and tell my family, well, you should do it with me and we can connect in this kind of ways. And we would still have very like violent arguments and very like, it was just, um, so I don't, yeah, it was just something that led to me. <laughs> yeah, so um, this is Nikita now. I just wanted to interject something. Um, I'm glad that you brought up YouTube because I feel like there's too much influence in the wrong way these days. Like a lot of these YouTubers don't understand how much of a big platform they have. Like you'll see them saying, oh guys, come with me. I'm doing a vlog, going to do hot yoga. Mm -hmm. Or look, I got my cute dream catchers in my room oh, or yeah. something like that. Oh, There's yeah. things we don't, people aren't taking it seriously because it's seen as like a cute little trend. Like, yes. oh, look guys, I'm doing my Ouija board at 3 a.m. Like they're doing it as like a little fake prank thing, but they don't realize these demons aren't fake. No. You can still bring a demon in your house even though you think you're just playing around or it's just a cute little thing, they don't realize the consequences. Like they don't look deeply into what they're doing. It's just like, oh, I see this YouTuber doing it, so I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's with um, when I was doing yoga, cause it was like, well, everyone's doing it. Like, you know, and then it becomes like a thing where you just hear like, oh yeah, I do yoga. I do, the it's like, it becomes a part of your trait, a, a characteristic, if you will. Like that's who I am, like I, I do yoga, like, you know, so it, then it becomes, well, well, I just want to surround myself to the people that think like me, like, you know, and are doing what I'm doing. And we all are lost. Like, no one knows what you're doing. Like, and, and I've actually had like act discussions with people like, yeah, so are you still depressed? Like, has yoga like helped your depression or any way or anything like that? And it's no, like mm -hmm. these people are still going through the most and there's like, they're not happy people. Like, yoga is not this cure it doesn't cure you it's not this thing that it's not a blessing it's not something of god like it's it's the biggest illusion and when i would do it i would get attacked at in my sleep and like the um sleep paralysis and just not being comfortable and not like having this like un weird feeling or not be even not feeling like myself in my body like not feeling like I have control over what I'm doing like my if I was to have a 
um, outburst or something like that, I wouldn't know where it came from. Or I would know exactly like what I'm saying. And I would like have to like go back and be like, wow, I said that. Or, you know, it was like I had no control over what was. So like it was, yeah, you weren't there. You didn't yeah, I wasn't. I felt like I was like, um, like on airplane mode yeah. or something. All like, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. And there's a lot to be learned from this. The Bible tells us not to conform to his world. And there's a lot of things in this world that we can conform to. And when you look at the church of Laodicea, we don't know every aspect of that church, but we know that it was a church that made the, the, the made Christ want to puke, basically. It's not about their salvation. It's about what they were conforming to. They were getting lackadaisical, just being worldly, worldly, worldly. And Christ rebuked them for it. So we have to be very, very careful, especially in this moment of the transforming of our culture towards demonic things. The the stuff dealing with yoga has been coming around since the 60s, 70s, somewhere around there. And it just exploded around 2000 somewhere. It was always, you know, bubbling up, but it just exploded because of exercise. The going to the gym, you got your yoga ball, you got your yeah. yoga pants and all your this mat. stuff, the mat, yeah. the yoga mat. Um, Pilates, a lot of people don't believe Pilates is yoga, but it is. And even the person that made a Pilates, he was obviously influenced by, guess what? Hinduism. So uh, we, we just have to be careful and we have to get a knowledge base. It's, it's really sad that we have to purposely go and inform ourselves about something that wasn't popular before so now you have before jumping into yoga see what it really means mm. uh see where it really comes from there's even something uh that goes back to egypt dealing with this stuff too mm. most people don't know that no. but they also kind of uh got some inspiration from hindu spirits as well and as uh, what you'll find out is these spirits they're animals right if you go and see the movie Kung Fu Panda or any martial arts movie, it's always some animal style, tiger mm. style, mm. Uh, crane style, yes. some drunken, yeah. drunken monkeys, <laughs> always animals. So that tells you, or, or it should kind of like, if, if you're Christian, it should trigger you to say, wait a minute, something's wrong here. Let me find out what's in these traditions that could lure me away from the word of God because as um, Akia just said, she was not in her Bible. And it was the same thing that that was my problem uh, walking as a, you know, a Christian, you know, uh, into this world. I would not read. I would not open the book of God. His words are pure. It cuts through marrow, flesh, bone, spirit, everything. And that's what it declares. So, you know, once I started getting education, and what the Bible actually teached, I started looking into the weird stuff, too. And I found out that it was not of God. I already had an inclination in my spirit about it because I was the type of guy watching all sorts of movies growing up. So um, some of you might be familiar if you're old enough about a movie called Witchboard. Oh, yeah. And there was Witchboard 1, 2, 3, 4. <laughs> and I, I would watch these movies, um, even um, King Arthur and The Legend of the Sword, all these demonic um we think is just fantasy, but there's a lot of occult stuff in there. And, you know, when I when I go to some of these witch websites, they're glorifying everything that we think is OK. Uh, there was some in the remake of Star Trek by J.J. Abrams. There was a moon symbol in uh, on the Vulcan cave before the, the planet collapsed. And this this was all over the witches uh, 
um, um, message boards and, and websites, they were like, hey, they, they got some representation in there for us. You know, so it's not just something that's used for fantasy. It, it, it goes into your mind, goes into your spirit. And if you don't have the spirit of God, you're open to it. And if and even if you do have the spirit of God and just think it's entertainment, if you're susceptible, if you're susceptible to these sort of things, even as a Christian, you could get lowered away. And it's not very hard either. No, it's not. No, not at all. Yeah, and that's why you also have to watch who you surround yourself with because sometimes it's hard as a Christian because we think we have to surround ourselves around people to be able to bring them the Christ. But the Bible says to not be unequally yoked, meaning don't try to associate yourself with someone who's not of Christ because it's easy for you to sway away more than it's easy for you to bring them to Christ because they're deep in their sins. So it's going to be a little harder for them to break out of it. Of course, Christ can do anything. That's right. But you have to remember, you may be saved, but you're not completely what's Sanctified. The word, sanctified in a sense. You can still stray away. I'm not saying you can lose your salvation, but it's easy to fall into something because someone's like, oh, just do it. You know, you're saved. God will forgive you. Just do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Or if you just feel like you have to or else you know, maybe they won't want to hang out with you. Anything like that. You just have to remember to keep good people around you. Good exactly. Christian people. Yeah, right? good Christian people. Right. And uh, the Bible, it gives us pointers on how to basically navigate through this life. And it always comes back to this point. Keep God first. Love God with all your heart, your mind, and soul. If you do those things and keep his word in your heart, have the peace of Christ, you'll be less likely to stray. And there's all sorts of reasons to stray. And I know that some of you that are listening are probably like, well, I think you're making a big deal. I think you're looking too too far into this too deeply. It's not that serious, even though you've just heard a testimony from someone that was into it. And there are many testimonies online from people that have come out of yoga and other practices that tell you they this is real. Demons are real. The fallen angels are real. God is real. I mean, if you don't know that by now as a Christian, then maybe you're not a Christian. But if you have, if you're a Christian and you have some, if you're a scoffer, let's put it that way. If you're a scoffer as a Christian, make sure that you're born again. Make sure that the spirit that lives in you is actually Jesus Christ. It's actually the Holy Spirit. Because when we don't want to let go of our sin, there's an issue there, a deep issue. And God is telling you that once, once you're born again, truly born again, all things are old. All the old stuff is gone and you become new now. And then here comes this sanctification process that takes you to another level. Now, it might take a while for certain things to break off. Other people, it's immediate. I mean, you know, you could argue that point all you want to, but this is what happens. And that's what happened to me from 2004 and on. I came back to Christ after dealing with all sorts of stuff. I still have more things to deal with as far as him breaking stuff off of me. But I started to hate the music I used to listen to. This is stuff I thought I would not be able to let go. I started hating more and more the filth of Hollywood, not because I'm super righteous, right. but because God was doing a work in me. 
And so the filth out of my mouth, the things that I used to watch that would corrupt me. Remember, God says it's not what goes in, it's what comes out that defiles you. So, you know, I, I just I just want to, you know, make you take, try to pay attention to that and get into the word of God. See what it says about everything dealing with witchcraft, everything dealing with divination, contacting spirits. It's not of God and he hates it. It's an abomination. I agree. It's an it's abomination. I, too, Chris knows, everybody knows, my love for paranormal stuff, I, I love it. I love I love horror movies. Uh, I, I enjoy a good, nice horror movie, okay? A good time to me. Okay, some people like to go to a bar and have a brewski. I like to sit on my couch and watch a nice horror flick, okay? That's me. I'm simple. But um, I do know something is changing. Um, I'll tell you this, Chris. Okay, there's this new movie that's on Netflix, and uh, it's a new scary movie I went to play it and I just didn't just not I don't know I was convicted uh, I did have a a, a a big loss in my life recently I lost a cousin and she was very precious to me so um, God has been working with me on a lot of things what I'm trying to say is I too am changing and I pray to the father to please tender my heart to to help me to hate what he hates because I I, I love the things I shouldn't you know, and that's, I'm being honest. And there's things that I, I I like to do that I know is not pleasing to the Father. And I just ask that he, that he convicts me. And when he does that, it's, it's a good thing. I got convicted this morning with a great talk I heard um, about what you've become since you've been saved. And can we honestly say that we've been changed? Or could we say that uh, not that much has changed? And I think we need to take another look at what we're doing. And that is to get in your word. I don't get in, I mean, not all your word, but the word of God, because I, I have like four or five Bibles in the house. And uh, <laughs> that doesn't make me no more than a Christian to me sitting in a garage and I'm a car, right? That's the same. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is I've, it's an everyday process. It's a constant work, but I know that I have a father that loves me and I know I am saved. And I know that I have a Lord and Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ. And uh, the pastor said this morning, if you're, the people that you work with don't know that you're a Christian, there's a problem. And uh, I go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> so I think I need to start making some changes. Shine your light. Shine, <laughs> Shine your my light. light. And what does it say? The salt that loses flavor? It has no effect. It has no effect. And I do not want to be before the Father, be before Jesus Christ. And uh, I want to hear, good job. Good job, Will. Faithful, yeah, faithful servant. I want to be a servant for him. So um, just be careful and uh, look and see what you're doing. What is it to look inside, look inward, you know, look at the heart condition because it's very easy. And uh, just keep your eyes on, on, on him. Anybody else? And I also wanted to say, I know some people may hear what we're talking about and think there's these two things that people say that kind of grinds my gears you can say <laughs> um one you're being legalistic or two you're just living a strict christian life there's a difference between being legalistic or living a strict christian life and being cautious no one's saying don't watch a movie ever right but if you see something blatantly like just blasphemous or right just wicked 
you shouldn't want to watch that. It should convict you, you know, right. if you're a Christian, even non-Christian sometimes for right. a certain way. Yeah. And it's just a feeling you should get, even with the yoga situation. There's nothing wrong with stretching, but yoga is a completely different thing that has to do with Hinduism and like getting demons in you sometimes. You know, it's just certain things spirits, that you spirits, yeah. like you have to watch out for certain things. It's not like you can't have fun, but what type of fun are you having? What are you bringing into your home? Like, especially if you're living with someone else, if you watch something and something happens to them, right? and they're like, why is this happening to me? And everyone's like, oh, I don't know. And then you have to look into what you're doing. Exactly. What are you bringing in that's mm-hmm. bringing something else in? Exactly. And um, another thing with that, uh, I didn't realize like when I was doing yoga, how I would set up and like give it praise. Like I would want pure silence. Like I wouldn't want anyone to speak or anything like that. It was like literally this one-on-one time that I needed to get me through my day. It was literally, I need to like, and I would clean up my house and I was just giving it all of this attention like it needed like and I wasn't and I didn't realize it like I would burn my incense I would make sure my house was clean I would make sure the windows were open I would make sure it was quiet and I then I would practice and I didn't realize how much um, glorification how I was glorifying my practice and it's and it'll work like that like years in and you're doing you're you're you know you're cleaning and you're like well I got to do this before I do my yoga and I so it's just this one-on-one time but you don't realize it it's this demonic you're setting yourself up for this demonic opening really you're setting yourself up for the presence yeah for the presence presence of of the the, 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 powers that be yeah the spiritual realm and yeah real talk like you're really like getting getting ready for it getting ready like just come on in and you're sitting in the monks and if you can see with your spiritual eyes I could imagine I can imagine I'm thinking (laughs) <laughs> I love you guys. It's awesome. I can imagine if we could see with our spiritual eyes. Like, can you imagine when you were getting doing the yoga and then the surrounding? I can I can see it right now the the entities or whatever just surrounding. Yeah, it you. even like, got into a point where like they'd be like, "Oh, Ikea's doing your yoga." They would walk out of the other room, like wow. walk. They don't even come in the room. Like they wouldn't even come in the room. My family wouldn't even come in the room. Like the living room, I'd be like, "I'm getting ready to do yoga." Like I'm making an announcement. Like I'm getting ready to practice. Like don't. And they if they they come in the kitchen, they'd be like, oh. and like turn the other way. Mm. It got wow. into that point where it was like Ikea's practicing. Ikea's practicing. Ikea's practicing. So basically, what you're saying is you created an atmosphere mm. for demonic oppression. Exactly. I created a, a playing ground, if you will, and for demonic oppression. And then I even got to a point where it was like, well, what I have on this mat, I take off the mat. So it became into my everyday like huh. life. So, and that's what my teacher, I and she's this really big, um, she's on YouTube. Her name's Yoga with Adrian. I don't, she has a huge following like I want to say like over 9 million subscribers and her videos I would subscribe I would get it and then it was a yoga Sunday so she would post the video on Sunday like you know Mm. and I would practice on Sunday and uh, (laughs) that was what I did every Sunday and then she would do 30 day challenges so it's a challenge but it motivates you to do it every day Mm. and she it's a practice and her thing was like yeah would you take what you have on the yoga mat, you take off the yoga mat. So that correlates to whatever I'm doing on this mat, like me breathing and me invoking, if you will, I do it off the mat. So it becomes like this every, it be, 
consumes your life. It's a ritual. Yeah, it becomes a ritual. It's consuming me. Yeah, it's 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 basically okay. So we we call the superheroes and stuff replacement gods, and here we have another um, replacement gods. You would say um, little G. Where, because in Hinduism they have 350 million gods, right? And so you have to give yourself over completely. They don't want less of you. How much more does God want? Oh. Right? We are to worship God every day. And it's like you're completely giving yourself over to Him. And all that you do, you bring it to the Father. And Jesus Christ is your representative in heaven. Right. So here we are. We flip it around. I have to do this. I have to do uh, extreme religious activities. Uh, and, and, and according to the, the concept of altered state of consciousness in, in the Muslim tradition, they have these um, mystics that do the twirling dance. I can't remember what they call right now, but they would get into an altered state of consciousness so that, you know, something enter them. Uh, so, like you said, is there is there in Hinduism and yoga? It's uh, it's in New Age. It's in the charismatic, the hyper charismatic movement, where you are drunk in the spirit or you are slain by the spirit. It's all the same thing. You get into an altered state of consciousness. Then you go into the side of drugs. Drugs, even marijuana, I know some people don't believe this, but even marijuana can open up your mind, your consciousness to um, have spirits come in. Then you go into higher drugs like heroin, cocaine, um, uh, flaca, DMT, ayahuasca, you name it. They're all methods of bringing your body into an altered state of consciousness. And these spirits are not playing. You know, they'll come in and they'll seem nice at first. Maybe one will appear like a, a bright angel or something. Other ones, they'll appear as a human being or whatever they, they appear as. And basically, they'll seem nice at first. And when you start, if, if you're a person that starts to drift away, then a lot of violence starts. Uh, a lot of oppression, uh, throwing things around in the house. Um, Whatever causing chaos at your job, trying to drive you off the road, <laughs> all sorts of things, you know. So this is why we're. This is a, a, a very, I would say, strict warning to because listen, our culture is changing, right? But God isn't changing. Right. He's the same God of the Old Testament. He is. Um, he doesn't change. That's what the Bible says. And so he had strict laws for the people that he was trying to make an example for the the, uh, the nations around them. So we don't think that God is angry at the wicked every day, but he is. Yeah. I, I've heard sermons where people say, God's not mad at you. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes. And he wants you to come to him because he's given us a free gift. And what we end up doing after we get that free gift sometimes is straying, backsliding, um, moving into things that we think are just fine. You know, even when it comes to addiction, I'm talking about like video games and whatever else. There's a problem there because you give yourself over to that thing, that yes. idol. It's your idol. It becomes your life. Yes. And that's a big problem. And, it, it, you know, 
if you're saved, you're saved, okay? But you can cause chaos in your life. It could be a medical condition that comes, you know, if you sit down too much, you can get blood clots and all, all sorts of things. You suffer the repercussions in this life before you go to heaven if you're into these things. But, you know, it's somebody might be saying, what do you, how, where did you get that from? Well, if you go to 1 Corinthians, there's a guy fornicating with his mother-in-law, right? Or just, no, not a mother-in-law, stepmother. Yeah, stepmother, yeah. And Paul rebukes the church for not correcting him. And it basically, Paul puts it like this, he will see heaven, but his body will get turned over to Satan. That means he will have some repercussions in this life before going to heaven. Right. And he was doing something that Paul even said the heathens don't do. Oh. It's not even found amongst the heathens. That's crazy. So... I'm making. A, I think I'm making a good point. Here. No, what do you guys real, think? No, no, that's a real good point. So, but okay, clarify that real talk. Okay, so in other words, you you're gonna you're you're saved, but explain that. That was deep. I didn't hear it. You explain. I never heard it like that. Okay, so he turned him over to Satan. His body will get turned over to Satan, but he will see heaven. So that means his 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 walk, his Christian walk, is going to be full of of chaos and uh, tribulation yeah. that's right so you're you're a christian so it's, it's possible to be a christian and saved but you're going to have a life of of total of tribulation total backsliding of no I, it could be death and death yeah you're right it could I, be death you're right could so, be other circumstances no you're right and it doesn't have to be fornication no fornication is idolatry yeah the bible makes that clear you're basically worshiping yourself All right you know so Imagine you're a Christian and you think, well, God's going to forgive me. I'm going to go out there and sleep with whoever I want to because I just feel like it, you know, or I'm just lonely. Let me just, it's okay. I'll, I just have one girlfriend and I'll go fornicate or shack up with her. The consequences that come with that. Yeah, that's premeditated mm-hmm. sin. I mean, that's, that's like, uh, uh, I thought yeah. there was something in there about that. Like if you do it, do it willingly and knowingly, it's God won't. Maybe don't quote on that, but well, is it? Do you know I, what I'm saying? Like, we do a lot of things willingly. That's You'll that's be on true. the phone with somebody. That's true. You don't want the truth to be out, so you'll lie, whether that's it's true. a telemarketer or a your aunt or something, right. and you'll be like, oh, I don't know yeah, that. Right. So you lie. Right, you're right. It's premeditated. Right. Yeah, you're right. You know? So, but there's still forgiveness in that. God will forgive every sin that we do. We go before him, and you just have to be just in Confessing your sin. Yes. Not don't try to hide it under a bush and and whatever. God knows. He sees everything. We don't live in a bubble. No. And God sees and knows everything. So when we try to hide these things, it just becomes worse for you because now will you hear your prayer? Now you're in condemnation when you pray. When you pray, I know. I I know the feeling. You go into prayer, but the whole time you're in prayer, you're in condemnation. You're guilty. I don't know how many people have done it. I know I have. I experienced that. Where you're praying, but you're in guilt the whole time. You're praying, you're guilty. You feel so heavy with guilt because this is. I just said this to you last week, Father. I just said this to you two days ago. I just said it to you yesterday or this morning. Right. And, and I. It's. It's. It, yeah. yeah. And and the thing about repentance is, it has to be wholehearted. Genuine. Just like when I was addicted to porn, I would say God take it away. But guess what? Two days later, a week later, whatever, right. I'm back to it. It took one time of surrendering that thing to God wholeheartedly, and then it was gone. Gone. I didn't have to wait two weeks for it to go away. It was just gone. And so if you're in habitual sin, 
then it becomes an issue. Now the problem becomes, are you really saved? Now, I'm not saying if you've done something more than once that you're not saved, but it's a time for an evaluation, a time for you to come back in front of God and say, and obviously ask for forgiveness and see if you're genuinely born again. There's so many people out there that are not born again. They're false converts and they're going through life with an idol of God. They, they've made their fashion God into their own idol. Jesus is this way for me. He's that way for you. So that spiritual relativism doesn't work with God and you'll have to face him one day. Yeah. And just to um, touch base on that topic of God fitting, uh, different gods fitting your individual needs or uh, the selfish like idea of like God not having like the same kind of um, vision of life. yeah or just to fit your personal like lifestyle like, right we all make a god yeah yeah like it fits me just fits you and um what i learned in yoga was that uh the ultimate like um your goal is for to just to realize that you are god basically that you have the power of of everything that you have the power to heal others that you have the power to um just create miracles and create these uh, like your energy your energy is so divine that you are a divine source and that you are a divine teacher in a way because what i've learned with um I didn't have to use a video anymore that I was actually like leading myself with my practice and I didn't need a teacher that I became my own teacher. And with that being said that I could teach others this way and that I just have the divine like light and the, this um, Zen nature, if you will, that I hold that and that I don't need to like look anywhere else because it's within me. And um, that's just not true that God is the one who has it all. And I feel like it would be very sad to think that with like, um, just like, I don't want to straight off because that goes into mental health, but um, <laughs> like uh, de depression and things like that to not have anyone to deal with those kind of problems like who would you look to for someone that you don't know like or that something that you don't know necessarily like who would be your teacher because i am human i don't know um everything i'm not a divine creature or this divine power like that is jesus christ and i am a human being so yeah. right right and you know this concept of you being a God, it goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, as most should know, most Christians should know if you're reading your Bible, Satan basically told them to eat or told Eve to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which God said not to do. And he basically said that your eyes will be open, basically secret knowledge, the gnosis, you will become like gods. All right. And you'll find this sort of teaching all over the place from the Kabbalah to New Age. You got the five percenters, that's an offshoot of Islam that says that you will be God. It says that you are arm, leg, leg, arm, head. You are, you have knowledge of self. Knowledge of self, knowledge that you are a God, right? Then you have um, Mary Mary that came, came out with a song, it's the God in me, and many people said, oh, that gotta be Jesus. Well, they took the song from the fraternity, or sorority, I should say, um, 
and it's and it's the alphas, uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha, I believe. And they, the song goes, it's the alpha in me. It's the alpha in me. But the song goes, it's the God in me. It's the God in me. So they took this from a sorority, which has a principality over it. And if you don't believe me, you can do your research and find out the truth. Then um, in Kabbalah and Gnosticism, where you have this spark of divinity in you. This also goes in the Transformers, where they have the all spark. And, and, and there was even a game that came out, a video game a couple of years back. It was called Spark. And you were, or you were able to create your own worlds, living rocks, and all these other things. So there's a lot of this out there. And like you mentioned, the light. And Jesus has a contrast to the light. He is the light. He is the light of the world. And we are the bearers of his light. Lucifer is the light bearer, the bearer of knowledge, gnosis, um, hidden knowledge. And that's where you go into theosophy and Crowleyism and all these things that are not new. It goes all the way back to Babylon and, and before that. And um, here's a question. If you really believe that you are a god, that you have some divine nature, that you can create your own reality and all this stuff. Even Will Smith kid is into this mm -hmm. about he can stop time if he wants to and all these mm -hmm. things. Why aren't you not stopping your aging? Hmm. Facts. Christian, if you can manifest things into reality, which is, which is Hinduism, why are you still struggling? Hmm. Make a bit of a million dollars in your house right now since you can manifest yeah. <laughs> all these things. It's a lie from Satan. I can't stop my agent and you can't either. And all these God men in Hinduism and, and some other places, they claim that they're, they're reincarnated, reincarnated. And Hinduism basically teaches that you were born perfect. Right? And then somewhere along the line, you messed it up, and now you got to come back as another human or a beer flea or whatever. There's no way to prove that. It's just some way to get your mind away from the God of the Bible into believing that you are now God and you can manifest your own reality and you have to get it right so you can ascend to be a master just like everyone, all the gurus. If you didn't know that, now you know. And if you don't believe me, please do your research. And I think that's my cue for now. Anything you want to add? Yeah, that's about it, Chris. This is a really good talk. I hope this really, you know, touches somebody and, I don't know, hits home, especially with the yoga aspect. Uh, that's about it. And I just want everybody out there to remember to look into what you're getting yourself into before you just do it because someone else is doing it. And don't be afraid to speak up to your friends or family members. If you see them doing something wrong, just interject. You don't have to yell at them or, you know, don't do this or else blah, blah, blah. You know, you can just talk to them about it and let them know what research you have on it so they don't, you know, go deeply into it and hurt themselves. It's better to just tell them instead of letting them just fall into a pit, you know. Yeah, and I think that um, that's like wise um, because if I had known like what I was opening, I would have never opened it. Like, you know what I mean? If I had, if I was in my Bible and I was practicing 
God's work and what the Bible is rather than practicing yoga and making time and creating an atmosphere for Jesus rather than creating an atmosphere for the demonic that um, I just think that I would have, uh, I just wish that I would have had a, like, you know, someone to lead me guidance. Uh, gui guidance. And I'm glad that, you know, through all of that, that God was with me and right. you know, that he, I came back and I came back to him. Yeah. He brought me out of, you know, he brought me out of, uh, the demonic cold that was on me. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad and I'm grateful <laughs> and I thank God for that. <laughs> well, that's a, you brought up a, uh, another subject. Um, and I'll just touch on it briefly is that uh, when we have conversions to the truth of Jesus Christ, there's not enough discipleship going on. There's not enough men and women, women, you take the arm or the hand of another woman, you know, and you teach her in the ways of God. The men, you take the hand of a young man or, you know, older man, doesn't matter, and you lead them. That way, they have less of a chance to stray because there's so much false teaching out there today. So many cults claiming to be Christian that the word Christian is lost its, its savor, its yeah. meaning. So, you know, we're followers of the way. Yeah. Later, we were called Christians because they were making fun of us. But now everyone thinks that Christians have caused, mo caused the most uh, wars or something like that in um, our history when it was really just Catholics. And so that's why some people say, I don't want to call myself a Christian, but they don't realize Catholics are not Christian, Christians. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to say that. So you know, all I'm saying is you, got, you have to learn the Bible, learn the history of the Bible, get in deep. Um, and learn how to interpret the Bible in the classical sense, grammatical, literal, historical, meaning you learn the culture of what was going on at the time. You take what's literal, literal, and what's figurative, figuratively, and you find out what the words mean. And don't try to come up with a private interpretation for yourself. So with all that, we need more discipleship. We need um, better teachers, uh, people leading other people when they get converted because some people are coming out of a big mess. Some people are coming out of new age. Some people are coming out of witchcraft. Some people are coming out of a, a regular sinful life. But there, there are various degrees and some people, it takes a long time for some of this stuff to break off as far as like um, the mentality that they might have towards, uh, let's just say the Trinity or uh, the nature of God, is he just a violent God or is he really loving and a judge at the same time? A whole bunch of issues, right? And even even I wasn't discipled the right way and I found out much later in my life what was really in the Bible, you know? So that's just a, a key out there for anyone that's, um, if you aren't winning souls, if you aren't discipling, if you aren't teaching, um, from the from the Bible consecutively, then you might want to grab somebody's hand and lead them. So with that, if you are a non-believer listening to this podcast and you want to know the God of the Bible, Jesus Christ, first you have to understand that you are a sinner. We're all born in sin. And none of us, none of us are outside of that realm. And if you go by the Ten Commandments, most of us, if not all, have lied. 
most of us have stolen something. Um, one is somebody else's um, property. Most of us have put other gods in front of God himself. We've, we've bowed down to idols in different forms. That exposes our sins. The Ten Commandment exposes our sin, our true nature. And it's like if you tell a, a child, you know, don't run on the grass. What is a child more likely to do? Run on the grass. So we sin more when we are exposed to our nature. But Jesus Christ said, turn to me, come to me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes before the Father except through me. And this is what you have to do. He came down from heaven and died on the cross. He came the, the 100% God, 100% man, died on the cross for you and resurrected on the third day. 500 witnesses to that resurrection, to him walking and talking with people. And some people didn't even recognize him, but there were 500 witnesses. And that's truth. Search it out. If, if you feel God calling on your heart today, you need to invite him or seek him. Turn your life, repent. Turn your life over to God. It's not, a, it's not just a thing of just, uh, well, I believe in, I'm just going to go live the way that I used to live anyway. There has to be a heart change. You know, it, it has to be something in you. God, the Holy Spirit coming inside you and dwelling in you. Why don't you invite him in today? And that's our podcast for Paranormal Shift. Don't let them burn. I want you to think of a time when you had control over your mind. Now think of a time when you let anything into your subconscious. Have we been led to a critical junction by unseen forces? What does this mean for the future of mankind? What have you been trained to believe about UFOs and aliens? Have you been deceived? Are you waiting for something to show up? In this groundbreaking documentary film, the veil will be lifted, your eyes will be open, as the truth is exposed like never before. We are not alone, but they are not what you think. Disclosure is near, so what will be the event? The one event that will fool the global population in the last days? Find out soon as we uncover the alien deception. Entertainment Frontlines. If you like our videos, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell to get all our frequent updates.